As you're aware, city council in Surrey in an in-camera meeting voted to revert back to the RCMP uh, late yesterday afternoon. Now Mayor Brenda Locke uh, said she did not set a timeline for the transition on how long it will take the Surrey RCMP to return back to full strength. Um, The mayor earlier today did say she had hoped the SPS and the RCMP work together uh, in a professional manner, ensuring that the service levels remain high. Take a listen. Surrey needs a final answer on policing and the Surrey Council has decided with a vote held yesterday to retain the RCMP as our police force of jurisdiction. There is no question the decision on policing in Surrey rests with Surrey Council. The Premier and the Solicitor General have confirmed that fact. That is uh, Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke. Now, that sounds great, touchy-feely, everything's been solved. But by doing what the city did, or at least uh, based on how the vote turned out, uh, there will be repercussions um, based on that vote. Uh, First, the $150 million that the province uh, promised over five years is now null and void if this uh, particular decision stands. The severance cost for getting rid of the SPS will be $72 million. That's on Surrey taxpayers assume all the members of SPS decide um, they want to leave. Now, remember, there was a letter sent by the SPS union, which we got our hands on just a few days ago. The union president at that time said that they wanted to move on and weren't interested in making the move to the RCMP if council decided to move uh, in uh, that direction. Now, the Solicitor General, Mike Farmer, spoke on the issue a couple of hours ago. He says he hasn't read the municipal report, uh, but he will be reading it very soon. But the rules have not changed. Remember that. He and his staff need to be convinced the RCMP can ramp up um, recruiting without poaching officers from other jurisdictions here in British Columbia. Remember, the minister's staff also includes former RCMP members who recommended the move to the Surrey Police Service in the first place. Here's the minister from today. Uh, the mayor and I did speak uh, yesterday. She told me uh, what uh, what uh, the city was intending to do, and I also reiterated that uh, what's important for me is that I need to see a plan uh, that uh, deals with the uh, the requirements uh, the requirements that I laid out um, for both the RCMP and the Surrey Police Service, uh, and that uh, I need to see that and. Uh, you know, I will be signing the non-disclosure agreement that allows both myself uh, and my staff to see the uh, the report. That is Solicitor General uh, Mike Farmer from a couple of hours ago. Joining me now to talk about the issue is Linda Annis, Surrey City Council. Linda, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Jess, for having me. So first and foremost, uh, your thoughts on this process, how things uh, moved along yesterday. Obviously, uh, we were talking about this report as you and your colleagues were inside having the discussion. It was in camera. Your thoughts on how things transpired? Well, I was quite surprised on Wednesday to hear that I was going to be receiving a 400-plus page report that we'd be talking about the next day in camera on this very important subject. Uh, Clearly, that's not enough time for any councillor or mayor to read through a a corporate report and come to any really good conclusions and, you know, have time to ask questions. So I was quite shocked at the timeline for such a major decision that we're going to be making. And I quite frankly feel that we've done a little bit backwards. Uh, We should have 
as we have talked about many times, but done a referendum right from the get-go back in 2018. I don't think we'd be going through all this uh, right now. But isn't the idea of a referendum, it's the horse is out of the barn, and it's all well and good to say we should have done it on day one four years ago, which I think uh, I would agree with you, but is it? it's almost irrelevant now, is it not? Well... It, I, I think you're probably right, Jazz, and it's so unfortunate because through this whole process, really the residents haven't had a say. Uh, we're spending their money, and arguably I would guess that, you know, this transition um, going through to the Surrey Police Service is valued at probably $200 million by the time you think of what we spent, what we will spend. You know, I don't know what the real number is, but I'd guess it's right around there. And we're spending $200 million of taxpayers nothing for nothing. At the end of it, I know you can't talk about the specifics, but I don't know if you can comment perhaps on some of the broader uh, uh, concerns and conversation. Is it fair to say that the conversation in that meeting was, would you describe it as heated, productive, uh, polarizing? Is there a way to describe the conversation that, uh, over the la- over the those two or th- two hours or so during the meeting? Well, I really can't talk about what went on in the meeting, but what I can talk about that I was quite surprised, um, the minister has mentioned this as well, is that he didn't get the report beforehand. Uh, this report was supposed to outline uh, how we were going to address the issues uh, that the province had identified that were, you know, no no goals that we had to fulfill, specifically around, you know, um, a number of FTEs and the ability to be able to serve um, not just Surrey, but the province of British Columbia as well, and not disrupt public safety. I would have thought he would have got that in advance, had a chance to have a look at the document, and made sure that our numbers aligned with what his expectations were before council made any sort of vote. Um, my understanding, and correct me if, long, if I'm wrong in regards to the numbers, and, and some of them are maybe a bit speculative, but during the 2020 report from the Provincial Municipal Police Transition Study Committee, that's the often referred to as the OPAL report, uh, it basically said that the city's operating expenses for the SPS would add $19 million to the city's operating budget, or roughly about $95 million over five years. Um, the city in November said over those five years actually identified 230 Five million dollars uh, in, uh, in in regards to the impacting the city's budgets. That's two and thirty-five million over five years. But my understanding is, uh, as the staff looked through those numbers, uh, they found an additional three hundred million dollars in operating costs uh, because of the collective agreement. And so the total operating expenses increased to the city with SPS would have been close to half a billion over five years. Is that close to the the, the no. broader conversation? No, that was a number that the mayor was floating out uh, during her campaign, and I've not seen that number in real terms anywhere. Uh, the There was another number, I think, when we were doing budget that was around uh, $236 million, if my memory serves me correct, that it was going to cost. But clearly the numbers, we don't have a good grasp on the numbers. You, you must know, have we, had the numbers, though, from, from, from the meeting. I know you can't talk about them, but you you must have been given updated numbers based on city staff's perspective. I'm not confident in any of the numbers that I've received because there doesn't seem to be any consistency. And, you know, we need to get the real numbers. And but, that's you know, hang on, you're not comfortable with this public servants' numbers from the city? You don't trust them? 
the numbers are all over the place, and I, you know, specifically can't speak to what it was discussed and closed yesterday. But uh, going back a few months ago, we had numbers from the city, we had numbers from the province, we had numbers from Surrey Police Service, and numbers from the RCMP. They were not aligned, so. I'm not confident in any of the numbers. So what should happen next then? If you're not confident with the numbers, this was an in-camera meeting. The minister is now looking at this issue in regards to what the transition would potentially look like and if that's feasible. Um, What, I mean, where do you go next with this? Well, I think there's a couple of things that need to happen. First of all, the residents of Surrey need to be brought up to speed. They need to know what the transition is going to cost and what it's going to look like. They've been shut out. Uh, and I think we need to do a much better job of bringing everyone up to speed in terms of what the next steps are going to be. But first and foremost, uh, Minister Farnworth needs to read the report and evaluate it and make sure that we're al- al- in alignment with what his expectations are and what um, we absolutely must do to be able to move forward with the RCMP. Uh when you know once information is perhaps made public even from this in-camera meeting and the mayor decides to make public the public should know how city councillors voted number one and do you think people will be surprised in Surrey as to what the vote was like some have talked about speculated that it was a 6-3 vote in support of RCMP would people be surprised at what councillors voted uh, to keep the RCMP Well, I really can't talk again about whether people would be surprised or not. I think we need to leave the voting and and what happened in council for another day once that's actually been um, uh, put out for uh, to the public and it's been released for public information. Well, it's going to be a very interesting few weeks. Uh, Linda, look forward to chatting with you on this issue uh, in, in the short term. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Jess. Thank you.